you very much for joining us. Where are you joining us from, Isabella? I'm joining from Spain. Okay, out in Spain. Hmm. Okay. Now, just temporarily, temporarily oh, I see. in Spain. I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we're not going to talk about uh, Spain tonight, but uh, I guess the latest coming out of uh, Mali uh, and uh, this project that uh, Google Arts and Culture has unveiled in that part of the world. Talk to me about some of the things, I guess, uh, that would have uh, or that uh, you're looking to digitize here in order to keep for pos- for posterity. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's jump to Mali. So the digitization project was only made possible through the collaboration with our partners. We partnered with the Timbuktu Renaissance, Savama DCI in Bamako, Instruments for Africa, UNESCO, mm. and other cultural institutions, basically, um, that are working on different aspects of, of Mali's cultural heritage and its legacy. So from music to ancient manuscripts to monuments at risk. Mm. And so the, the digitization project took kind of several different forms from tabletop scanning 40,000 plus ancient manuscripts from the libraries of Timbuktu to doing street view at some of the endangered mosques on Mali's in Mali's biggest cities to um, taking video recordings of some of the endangered uh, music traditions and the last generations of players of musical instruments. Mm. So it was a really holistic project um, made possible through all these different partnerships with different organizations on the ground in different kind of areas. Yeah. And in what shape, I mean, would have uh, these historic artifacts been um, just before you digitize them? I mean, how, in what shape did you find them? Well, I have to say, I mean, our partners do a brilliant job at doing the the sort of physical uh, restoration and, and conservation. So, for example, the Timbuktu manuscripts have an incredible preservation story of... Um, which I would really encourage you and your your listeners to explore. The link is g.co slash Timbuktu Manuscripts. Um, the, the story is really incredible. Our partners, led by Dr. Abdelkader Haidara, who was one of the people who smuggled these manuscripts out of Timbuktu during the jihadist occupation of 2012, mm. um, they did a brilliant job at keeping these manuscripts in their family homes for centuries. They weren't held in a museum. They weren't held by an institution. They were... They were safeguarded by the people who um, who had been looking after them for generations. So we didn't really improve their their um, conservation status, but we have brought them to the world online by helping to digitize them mm. uh, in partnership with those with those individuals and yeah. groups. And then, of course, when you digitize them, wh- where where would they be contained? I mean, would you be creating, I guess, a, a novel repository where members of the public can access it? And if so, on what terms? I mean, do you have to pay? Do I access some of this for free? No, not at all. So um, I'm glad you asked that question. There's a beautiful, again, through the link, g.co slash Timbuktu Manuscripts, there's a beautiful immersive archive experience Mm. where users can, for free, um, jump in and explore. I mean, they can float through what we call a universe of verse and see all the pages surrounding them and then click on each individual one to gather metadata. Um, And they can also, you know, view each book, book by book. And then we've also curated stories written by Dr. Hydera and his colleagues um, about what the actual manuscripts mean, the sort of surprising things you can find in them. I mean, they're not just Quranic passages, but you've also got these amazing, really interesting kind of juicier bits, which are about um, everything from, you know, bedroom advice to the dangers of smoking mm. to, you know, more contemporary topics. So 
I mean, it's definitely not a holistic, the Google Arts and Culture project on the Timbuktu Manuscripts page is definitely not a holistic archive. The Savama DCI partner has, our partners there have, have their own um, digital archive, but we've got, we've got something that's a companion for the public, I'd like to call it. Mm. Talk, talk to me about some of the contemporary stuff. I mean, I think when we, when we think about Mali, you know, and the manuscripts in Timbuktu, I guess as a, in a way, a portal into the past and uh, the type of, you know, documented knowledge that emerges from our continent. We often, I guess, you know, freeze many countries in time and make them very archaic when there's such vibrant contemporary art, contemporary music that comes out of many of these countries uh, every single day. How have you captured that in this immersive web experience? Oh, you're absolutely right. And so for, for that aspect of the project, I would really implore you and your listeners to go to g.co slash Mali Magic. That's where the kind of rest of the project alongside the manuscripts live. And I completely agree that kind of freezing something in time is not always fair. And Mali actually is home to so much more than this rich ancient legacy, but also this incredible musical legacy of um, artists from centuries ago and decades ago, but also artists today that are creating some amazing music like the Fatumata Diawara album that was released as part of this project is one of my personal favorite highlights. It's been on repeat. We've also got playlists uh, and records from the 60s and 70s of the of Mali's musical kind of golden era. We've got contemporary artists and their response to sort of recent events in the country. And it's a really, really heartening thing to see these these contemporary artists blending their heritage with the innovation and the creativity of the present as well. So I honestly, to know the to know the content that's on the platform is to is to love it. It's really mm. something. Mm. And, and I guess you know, th- there's another I guess question mark on on ownership uh, that often sure. arises with this. I mean, um, yes, the manuscripts and I guess all of this heritage is very much owned by the Malian people for posterity. But I guess there's big question marks now around the ownership of this particular platform and whatever commercial benefit might be derived from it. Yeah, and I can, I mean, from a Google Arts and Culture perspective, our partners are the ones who approach us with the desire to digitize things and they continue to retain the, the ownership of that of that content. And we, our job is really just to create a free platform and provide a free platform for our partners to jump off of, to produce and um, share the information, the artwork, the manuscripts in this case, the music that they have to offer the world. Mm. And are you looking, I guess, to do similar things across the world? I mean, one would think uh, that you, you'd be very well placed to create like a sort of a global repository of some of these very endangered, you know, artifacts and, uh, you know, I guess, heritage assets. Oh, certainly. Well, it's a tall ask, but I have to say it's um, it's definitely something that we are actively working on every day. I mean, on our team, although the Mali project has been a huge focus of the last few, I have to say, of the last years, um, we're also working on a number number of other projects related to heritage at risk. Um, recently on the preservation team, about a year ago, we launched Heritage on the Edge, which is about, you know, heritage and climate change and there are plenty of initiatives going on to address heritage at risk globally, um, which I'm involved in and which, which we're, we're working actively to involve tech in that initiative and in that, in that spirit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess within the broader Google ambit, I mean, where would this type of work fit in into the bigger strategy of Google? Or is this, I guess, some you know, altruism and uh, a philanthropic bent? 
ultimately, you know, I have to say I'm not the person to ask about this because I I come from an archaeology background okay. and I'm very much engaged in the sort of partner um, partnership work with these with people like the the partners that we worked with on the Mali project, Savama. Timbuktu manuscripts, mm. instruments for Africa, and these people who their lives work are are being brought to the platform. Sure. I mean, it just takes one look at that page, that g.co slash Mali magic page to see the value of it to kind of global culture. Um, I, I wouldn't say it's something to think about necessarily in terms of strategy. Mm. Uh, I would implore you to look at it for its kind of cultural value. Sure, sure. And just based on that cultural value, I mean, these are transcripts in some cases from, you know, 16th century and uh, all of that. And I'm quite interested, I mean, as an archaeologist, what, what picture does this paint, you know, having access to some of this? And of course, uh, I mean, I've, I'm not saying you've gone through all of it, but what, what picture does it paint of what that part of the world was at that time? I mean, I guess a big part of the trading routes, you know, a big part in the, you know, development of Islam uh, as a theological you know, uh, framework and uh, I mean, what else do we see, you know, from this very rich treasure trove of heritage assets that tells us or gives us a glimpse into, I guess, what people might have been around the 16th century? Absolutely. I mean, like I said, our partners are really the experts. And so they were the ones who curated and wrote these beautiful stories that we're sharing on the platform as part of this project. But I mean, from extensively looking at those from working on the project, I can kind of succinctly say that Timbuktu and Mali as a whole was was and still is a real cradle for scholastic innovation, cultural innovation, just a deep cultural richness. I think the kind that comes from centuries and centuries of people who are deeply interested in in documenting and sharing the culture that they are building every day. And so that comes in the form of writing about you know, the meaning of Islam being something tolerant, for example, in some of the manuscripts. And we've got a brilliant story on that authored mm. by the late Dr. Um, Adi Old Sidi uh, from the Ministry of Culture. And we've we've got, you know, we've got from that all the way through to early conversations about slavery. We've got uh, a comparative piece that kind of compares where the Islamic world was at in terms of scholarship in comparison to kind of famous benchmarks in the Christian world. So, for mm. example, where is Galileo and where are his thoughts in comparison to what Islamic scholars were sure. thinking around the same time? So, you know, we've got a real global scope and a real range of topics that you can explore. Um, it's, it's really, yeah, I would really encourage you because there's really something for everybody. Everything from math to human rights is in yeah. those, those pages. Isabella, maybe just the last one. I guess you have been mentioning it uh, over the course of our discussion, but just those links once again, and uh, we'll certainly try and share them as well, you know, on our platforms there and uh, encourage many people to see it. But I, I guess just where people can access this, and uh, I, I would imagine, I mean, this would be uh, a very great educational or pedagogic tool um, for many, you know, uh, people in, I guess, the, the lower grades who are thinking through and or are, or are being taught about what our continent was and the rich you know, advances, uh, be it theologically, as you've mentioned, but also, I guess, in trade and um, astronomy, mathematics, and uh, many other areas. Yes, of course. So the two main links that you should definitely check out are g.co forward slash Mali Magic, which is the, the big project page, which has everything on it, the manuscripts, the music, the modern art, the monuments. And then there's also the g.co forward slash Timbuktu manuscripts link, which is specifically to do with the manuscripts. And if you scroll to the very, very bottom of that first page, you'll find two lesson plans, which link really well to what you were just mentioning. So we've got 
one in French and one in mm. English, which are immersive and allow teachers and you know home students at home to use the platform and actually engage with it through question and answer and kind of interactive educational tools to use the content that's there. Um, but it's educational whether you use the the lesson plans or not. I've got to say. Mm. I mean, I'm so interested. I guess in some of the also the, some of the contemporary art. Like I get the scrolls and I get the manuscripts that are old, but there's just a fascinating image uh, that we see in there of a, uh, you know, uh, a lady decked out in you know West African garb, uh, with her shades on, sort of green yeah. head wrap, <laughs> and uh, really, I guess you can see a lot of uh, also, you know, Oriental artistic influences, uh, but very, very much, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, um, African artistic forms coming out here, both historic and, and modern. And uh, yeah, I guess as Isabella has said, also would encourage you, many of you to take a look at that. Isabella, we're going to have to leave it there, but uh, all of the best. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, joining us all the way from Spain. What time is it there, by the way? It's 7.30 in the evening. Okay, that's not too bad. It's, uh, uh, probably, not bad at all, yeah, earlier than an, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just an, we're probably an hour ahead of you there. But uh, exactly. do take care. Thank you very much Thank for your so time. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Awesome. Isabella. Thanks for having me. Isabella Orlando, Preservation Program Coordinator at Google Arts and Culture, joining us tonight for our tech conversations. Yeah, what do you make of that? And, uh, you know, if we can digitize some of this, I can tell you, um, you know, the process of trying to, to write a paper or write a book um, benefits greatly from having rich archives like this digitized. Um, I know, for instance, many of our institutions here in South Africa who have done the same great work. Um, you know, my alma mater, the University of the Witwatersrand, University of KZN, University of South Africa, UNISA, has got fascinating archive that has been digitized. And uh, yeah, I mean, let's get into the culture of this. I'd love to hear about more corporations that are going out to digitize that archive.